this week on Word Without Limits. Hallelujah. The reason why I make us sing a lot of songs is because songs are very powerful. Hallelujah. If you are someone who has, I mean, gained ascendancy in the spirit, you understand how important songs are. They are very powerful. Very, very powerful. Hallelujah. So, Let's close our eyes as we pray. Father, we thank you for your moving our lives. We declare in the name of Jesus that our lives will not remain the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I prepared a lot of notes on my other phone and someone stole it. Someone stole my phone. God is good. Hallelujah. You can ask me this. I told them that as a person has stolen the phone, I wish that. God will bring salvation to him and his family because he has stole my phone. Because he looks like he needs it. Because if you have God, you have all things. So if you have God, you wouldn't go around taking people's things. And we knew who stole it. Hallelujah. But by God's grace, before I came, I prepared something. I prepared on mine. And these are some of the things I prepared my eye class I still have some. So today I want to talk to you about in the matter of one hour. Something that you need to know even as you are a Christian so that it will help you in your work with God. Hallelujah. You are not here. Back in Kumasi, when I'm preaching and you don't engage me, uh, I wouldn't like it. Hallelujah. He said the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So God's word is life. So at the entrance of that word brings forth life and understanding to the simple. God's word itself. It's not itself. God's word himself. Because God's word is God himself. God's word himself, when you receive it with faith, there's nothing you can do. Hallelujah. So in Herald, we dwell on God's word. If it's about prophecy, we can prophesy. I can wake up. I can be sleeping and wake up and then I will mention your someone's name, maybe your mom's name. But that is not it. Bible says that all things will pass, but not God's word. Hallelujah. So God's word, Bible says God's word is sharp and powerful. Wherever you go for a meeting, you should eager to hear God's word for you. Because in every meeting there's a specific word sent from God. It's called the Shalak word of God. Sent for everyone. But then he sent his word to heal them. The word sent there is the word shalak. The word sent specifically. In Rema, Rema can be sent shalak to a specific person. So when you go for a meeting, you should yearn to know what God wants you to hear in the meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, today I want to tell something called the kingdom of God. I want someone who can read very fast so that we go very fast. This man, as we have been doing the kingdom of God, and I want to teach you about something called the kingdom of God. We've heard it before. We've heard it. But how is it important in our lives? 
what is the essence of the kingdom of God in our lives? Are you here? Can you hear me? Are you ready? When you read the book of Luke 20, open to Luke 20, there's something you need to understand about God's word. You see, when you read the Bible, don't just read it. The Luke 20 verse 1. Luke 20 verse 1. And it came to pass that on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came here. He said that he taught the people in the temple and find um, maybe NIV. The word there that is not just he taught; it's he taught them about the kingdom. I think English standard version says it. Bible says that he taught them about the kingdom. Find the version that says that he taught them about the kingdom and preached the gospel. There's a difference here. There's something called teaching the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is a system. It's a way of life. It's a dogma. It's an understanding. It's a place where you have to come to. So you must be taught. The gospel must be preached. The word preached there is the word in Greek. It means to evangelize. And the word good news there is the word of gospel there is the word egalian, which means good news. So the good news is supposed to be preached. That's why I said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The gospel must be preached so that you will come to Christ. But when you come into Christ, you must be taught the kingdom of God. He said that he preached to them the good news and then he taught them the kingdom of God. Why? You see, when we say someone is teaching someone, you are teaching someone about something, it means that you are taking your time to break what you are doing to the person. You are taking your time for the person to understand it. Why is it that he preached the gospel, but when he came to the kingdom of God, he taught it. Have you found a version that says that? Whose version here says and he taught them about the kingdom. Have you found the version like that? You can go online and search. He taught them the kingdom. The kingdom must be preached. Hallelujah. If, you have, if anyone gets a version here, he says that. I would love it. No, look to it. Matthew 4, 2 says the same thing. Okay. Jesus went about all Galilee. All Galilee. Teaching in their synagogues. And preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He said that. And preaching the gospel in their kingdom. In actual way, it's teaching the gospel in their kingdom. The kingdom of God is supposed to be taught for us. You see, most of us came into Christ. And then, we just heard the gospel and we thought that was the end of it. Not knowing that there is something we must do in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. By the time I'm done, you get where I'm going. Go to Acts 20 verse 24 and 25. Are you here? Are you listening? Okay. Acts 20 verse 24 and 25. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So, he said that this is the apostle saying, that to testify or preach concerning the grace of our Lord Jesus, and what? And now, behold, I know that we all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall have gone preaching the kingdom of God. So there are two aspects of the gospel, or there are two aspects of the good news of Christ. One is called, we said that, teaching you all the grace of God, and said that, even as I go to teach and preach to you the kingdom of God, by, by grace are you saved, not of your own works. 
When you come to Christ to grace, you must be taught concerning the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You must be taught that there is a life you must live in God's kingdom as you are saved. As you come into Christ, you came by grace. It's just by grace you are saved. Not because you did any work. God loved you and saved you. But even as you have come, you must also be taught. So Paul said that he preached the grace to them and also taught them concerning the kingdom of God. So, as grace comes to bring you salvation and you come into Christ, we must teach you concerning the kingdom of God because there are things in the kingdom of God you must understand. If you don't, you will struggle with your Christian work. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not here. Hallelujah. Okay. God's plan for us has always been dominion. Genesis 1 verse 26. He said, Let us make man in our image and likeness and let them have dominion over the earth. Hallelujah. When we talk about dominion, the word we use dominion there, it means to have rulership over something. It also goes deeper into translating to be a kingdom. So a person, for a person to have dominion over something, the person must first have a kingdom. Let me show you one thing. When God was creating man, in the annals of God, God is called what? The king of kings. The king of kings doesn't mean that God is king and the devil is also a king. No. The king of kings is that God is a king and you are also a king. In the book of Revelation, the Bible says that let it be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that priest and kings unto our Father. Bible says, for you a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation, that should show forth the praise of him who has called from darkness into his marvelous light. So God, when we talk about king of kings, we are not talking about the devil or the princess of the earth. We are talking about you being a king, he being a king, she being a king, everyone of us here being a king. And even as we are all kings, God is the king of all kings. He is the king of kings. Hallelujah. The reason why God created earth is because, for example, when you go to the British colony, why they came to conquer Africa and go conquer a lot of the nations around the world was because if you are a king and you want your child or your son to also rule, you must find a place for that person to rule. Hallelujah. So when they took over this place, they will send someone here to come and take charge of this place. And when the person comes to take charge of this place, the person influences the place that they colonize with their culture system, their lifestyle, their behavior, their systems, everything that they live. If the reason why Ghanaians, we speak English, the reason why we use certain things in the constitution, a lawyer is here, I think you can tell us more. The reason why we do some things is because we were colonized by the British. The reason why our official language is English is because we were colonized by the British. So we speak their language. Certain things in our lives we have adapted from them, whether we like it or not. It has become our lifestyle. Because when they came here and they came to colonize us, they brought their system, they brought their kingdom, they brought their dominion. And when that dominion came, it superseded and overtook our culture system. So the reason why God created the earth and said, let them have dominion over the earth, let them have rulership over the earth, is because God wants you to influence this earth with the culture system of heaven. Because you are a king here. And even as you are a king, you must live as a king. And as you live as a king, you must influence this world with the culture system of heaven. Hallelujah. So, when God created you, 
He saw you to be a king. He saw you to be someone who can rule. He saw you to be someone who can have dominion. Say, I have dominion. Say, I have dominion. And we all know the story of how Adam fell and lost dominion over the earth. And Bible makes us understand in the book of Genesis 3 that God promised the devil that when the funeral of time will come, I will send for the son. And truly, when we read the book of Galatians, God sent for the son. And when Christ came, he came to restore unto us the kingdom of God that we lost in the beginning. Bible said in the book of Romans 8, it said that for the endless expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Bible is trying to tell us that everything in this world, the system, the rocks, the beds, the sea, everything in this world, they await our manifestation. Do you know how powerful Adam was? I've heard preachers talk about this. You see, Adam was very powerful, but even with that, he had not eaten of the fruit of life. He was born of God. But he didn't have the kind of life that you and I have. Hallelujah. Bible says the fruit of life is Christ. Adam didn't have what you and I have. Yes, Adam named all the animals. Do you know how powerful it is to name millions of species? Whereby you name this one lion and you don't forget to name another one lion again. That was the kind of ability Adam had. Bible says Adam named all the animals. He kept the garden. If you name all the animals, it means that Adam actually went into the sea, walking under the sea, and named the animals. Because for you to name the animals in the sea, you must be able to go into the sea and name them. That was the kind of dominion God gave Adam. But even with that dominion, you in Christ, your dominion is greater than he. Because the Bible said that of all those in the Old Testament, the greatest is John the Baptist. But of all who were even in the Old Testament, he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. The reason why the Bible talks about the fact that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force was because all those who were in the Old Testament, their ability to take or enter into God's kingdom, it took violence because they didn't have Christ. So they had to struggle to enter. But we were in Christ. So that, that time, the violent take it by force. But we were in Christ. We don't struggle. We just accept the good news of God. So the Bible said that God has made us kings and priests unto our Father. God's plan from the beginning of time is for us to walk in dominion. 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 God's plan for you and I from the beginning of time has been for us to walk in dominion. Hallelujah. I haven't started but I say we're close at all. So. God's plan for us has always been to walk in dominion. God's plan has also been to establish His kingdom that is why Jesus always, when Jesus came onto the earth, always he preached about the kingdom of God. So he said that, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. They asked him, where is the kingdom of God? He said that, if you believe in me, then the kingdom of God is with you. Whenever Jesus, when Jesus came, every time he went about, he did good and preached about the kingdom. His message was a kingdom message. Now, as much as he was preaching the gospel, the gospel was wrapped up in the kingdom of God. Because if we teach you just about the grace of God, and we don't tell you that even as you have the grace of God, you are supposed to take dominion. You believe in grace, yet you struggle with life. So, as believers, you are not supposed to just stay at the place where we have the gospel with us. But also, we take hold and take charge of every lesson. So, when Jesus came, he was preaching about the kingdom of God all the time. 
Repent for the kingdom of when John the Baptist says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came, he preached about the kingdom all the time. Wherever he went, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God. If I cast out these devils by the hand of God, then the kingdom of God is amongst you. He was preaching about the kingdom of God everywhere he went. The reason why he was preaching about the kingdom was because in the beginning, God gave man the kingdom of this earth and he lost it when he sinned. And let me tell you, the reason why people complain why is that if God is good, we have disasters and this world we are in. God is not the one who owns it. You should know it. When man fell, when God told Adam that let us make man in our image and like, he said, let them, you can check through the Bible, he said, let them have dominion. He didn't say let us, he said let them. So God excluded himself. That's why before God will intervene in the affairs of men, we have to pray. That's why when Adam was taking the food, God didn't intervene there and then. Because he gave dominion to man to take care of this earth. If man would, God will intervene in our affairs, we must first call him first. We must be able to say, God, come into our faith. That's why when he came, he said that when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Why is it that if God wants to do something, we must call what is said, Thy will be He said, thy kingdom come. So before the will of God must be done on this earth, the kingdom of God must be brought here. So he said that pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy so before God's will must be done, God's kingdom in the heavens must be brought unto the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And it is in heaven. So thy kingdom come came before give us this day our daily bread. The problem with you is that you are always praying to God that God give me the money. But God wants to do something strange with you. When God's kingdom come, your money that you need will come. Because in God's will is provision. In God's will is healing. In God's will is the traveling door. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And even thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this, our daily bread. The daily bread there, when you go deeper, he wasn't actually talking about food. He was talking about revelation. Because the Bible said that there are new every morning. The new every morning, he was talking about the revelation and the glory of God revealed. But that's for another topic. But Bible makes us understand that God's plan for man has always been that we pray his kingdom on this earth. We establish his kingdom on earth. We establish dominion on earth. We bring forth the counsel of God on earth. So you cannot be a believer who just says that, Oh, I'm a believer. I don't want to involve myself in the things of God. I'm a believer. I just want to go to church on Sundays. You are not making sure that the kingdom of God comes. You were called. The Bible said that God has given us and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You were called to save others. You were called to establish the kingdom. You were called to express dominion. You were called to bring forth the counsel of God. You were called to make known the will of God unto men. You were called so that when men see you, they will see God. Bible said that God has made us righteous. The Bible says in, a, in the book of 1 Corinthians 1, day, it says Christ has been made unto us wisdom, sanctification, holiness, redemption. The Bible makes us understand again that he made him who knew no sin become sin so that you and I will become the righteousness of God. Do you know what it means to be called the righteousness of God? The righteousness of God is the ability of God to be right at all times. Whereby if God tells this boy here that you are a girl and the guy says that no, I'm a, I'm a boy. By the time he turns to the mirror, he's a boy because the right, he's a girl because the righteousness of God does not fail. The righteousness of God is the ability of God never to falter. 
It's deeper than that, but that's an aspect of the righteousness of God. If God tells you today that even as you are dark, you are a fair person, by the moment you turn to a mirror, in a split second, you have become fair because the righteousness of God cannot fail. So by the Bible says that He made him who knew no sin become sin, so that you and I, we will become. So we we we, we gain the gift of righteousness when we read the book of Romans, and Christ has become our righteousness. But as believers, Bible says so that we will become the righteousness of God. When people see you, they must see the righteousness of God. So that we will become the righteousness of God. When people see you, they must see God and His kingdom. Bible says in the book of Colossians 3, 3, He said that Christ, He said that our lives are hid in God with Christ. So, Bible says that as He is, so are we. First, Colossians 1, 27, said Christ in you, the hope of glory. So your lives have been amalgamated with Christ. So as many as believe in you, give them power to become sons of God. The word sonship is the amalgamation of a flesh and a deity. The reason why you are called the son of God and Jesus was also called the son of God is because Jesus who was God became flesh. You who are flesh, you are amalgamated with God. So you have become a son of God as Christ became a son of God. So when people see you, they must see the righteousness of God expressed in your life. Your life is supposed to express the kingdom of God. You cannot live anyhow. Your case is different. Hallelujah. Are you here? God's original plan for mankind was to influence this earth. In the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. chapter 9 verse 6 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given he said unto us you see when you read the bible be careful what it says and take notice of whatever it tells he said unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given so Jesus was born as a child but unto us also a son is given the son of God was given he wasn't born so Jesus in the flesh, God was living in him as the son of God. So unto us a child is born, but a son is given in the flesh, which is Jesus. So Christ is found in Jesus. So unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A son of God is given in the child of God. I don't know if I'm making sense. Go on. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his kingdom shall be upon his shoulders. And, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. So he's talking about word. Jesus. That Jesus. When someone tells you that Jesus is not God, Isaiah, this book of Isaiah tells you that Jesus will be called. Jesus will be called the Mighty God. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father. He said that even as he comes, the kingdom of God shall be upon his shoulders. Are you here? And we are called what the body of Christ. Christ is the head of the body of Christ. And if Christ is the head of the body of Christ, and he being the head, the kingdom of God rests upon his shoulders. And by the way, when he comes, he will bring the kingdom of God on this, onto this earth. I told you that right now, the reason why there are famines and things in this world is because the devil is the one in charge of this world. If you want me to tell you, there was a time Jesus said, for the prince of this world cometh, and he has nothing in me. There was a time the Bible said, Jesus fasted, and the devil took him to the highest mountains of the earth, and told him that, if you bow before me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. It was because, it is because, till now, this world, the devil is the one in charge. But when you come into Christ, 
you enter into God's kingdom on earth. So you leave heaven on earth. You can see heaven as a distance or heaven as a dimension. Whereby when you come into Christ, you are on heaven on earth. Because the one who made the heavens and the earth, the Bible says that he is in you. John 4, he said, them don't believe in you. I and my father will come and make our boat with him. So the one who made the heavens and the earth is in you. Because heaven and God, God is God and heaven. So when you come into Christ, you have heaven within you. So Bible said that when Jesus comes, he will have the kingdom of God upon his shoulders. And he is the head of the body of Christ. If the kingdom of God is upon his shoulders, and we are the body of Christ, it means that the kingdom of God rests upon we. Because he is the head. Are you here? Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. He being the head, the kingdom of God, Bible says in the book of Isaiah, that the kingdom of God will rest upon his shoulders. And Bible talks about the fact that you and I are the body of Christ. So if the kingdom of God rests upon his shoulders, the shoulders is part of the body. So the kingdom of God rests upon you and I. Christ introduced it, but he gave it to you and I. He brought the kingdom of God. But the reason why he brought the kingdom of God onto this earth was so that as you receive the kingdom, you will introduce the kingdom of God to other people. That's why you cannot be a believer and tell yourself, I cannot preach the gospel. Bible says he has made us kings and priests. You are a priest. You are a chosen one. You are called of God. You are separated of God. So, even before you can say, Jack, you are already called of God to become a priest. Every believer born of God is a priest. Bible says in the book of 1 John 5, so whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So, every believer, you have been called of God to be a priest. In God's kingdom. And the kingdom of God rests upon you to take it to someone else. That was before Jesus left. Open the book of Acts, chapter 1. You know the scripture. Are you here? Okay. Read from Acts 1, verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus. You know the one who wrote the book of. Luke is the same person who wrote the book of Acts. His name was called Dr. Luke. He was with Paul. So, before he wrote the book of Acts, he wrote uh, the book of Luke 2. The person he is writing the book of Acts, his name was called Theophilus. Theophilus. And he told him that the former treatise I read, wrote unto you, which is the book of Luke, I'm going to top it up right now. Of all that Jesus began to do and teach. So, Jesus began to do and teach. Before you can teach something, you must do it. You don't listen to the words of your father. You see his actions and you copy them. Unconsciously. So Jesus first did it and taught it. Before you can do, you can preach the kingdom of God, you must leave it. Hallelujah. Go on. Of all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, Okay. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of Jesus God. Jesus dies. Before he died, he was preaching about the kingdom. He dies, he resurrects. When he resurrects, he goes back to see the disciples for forty days. And as he's spending those forty days with them, the Bible says that he taught something unto them. He teaches them of what? Things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He has died. Before he died, he was teaching them always about the kingdom of God. He dies, he resurrects. He comes back to life. Then he goes to spend time with his disciples again. Then as he is spending 40 days with them, 
He is teaching them again about the kingdom of God. What at all it is that you couldn't teach us in the three years we spent with you in ministry. That when you came back from the dead, you are still teaching us about the kingdom. For 40 days, the Bible said, so Jesus when he died, resurrected, he went to heaven, he came back. Before he left again, he spent 40 days with his disciples. And then he was teaching them again concerning the kingdom of God. 40 days teaching them concerning the kingdom. 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 God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they actually didn't say So, when Jesus came and he was teaching them about the kingdom of God, the disciples, they were very funny people. They are not different from you and I. When Jesus was teaching them the kingdom of God, they thought he was talking about, you know, that time in Israel, Israel had been conquered by the Roman Empire. That's why when you read about it, you find out Caesar, you find out Pilate, because they were people who were controlling Israel. They had conquered the whole of Palestine. So, they were the ones ruling over Israel. So when the disciples saw that Jesus had come and teaching them about the kingdom of God, they thought Jesus was talking about a physical kingdom, whereby he was going to, because they saw Jesus do miracles. Jesus was going to maybe wipe out the whole Roman Empire and take over the kingdom of Israel and then make them, maybe Peter, go and rule over uh, Capernaum. You go and rule over here. Go and rule over here. They thought Jesus was talking about a physical kingdom. Among the empire, uh, they are no different. Jesus is teaching them about the kingdom of God. They think the kingdom of God is Jesus bringing the kingdom that Israel they had been taken from Israel, which was with the Roman Empire, who were ruling over Israel then. So they were asking Jesus, So Jesus, what are you going to give unto us the kingdom of God? Because they thought he was talking about a physical kingdom. Hallelujah. Go on. They asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons. Now they are thinking about a physical kingdom. They are teaching them kingdom. Three years, comes back, 40 days. So they've not understood the kingdom of God. They've not understood the kingdom of God. They think the kingdom of God is Jesus delivering unto them the kingdom of Israel. Then Jesus, they ask him again, so when will you restore it unto us? Then what did Jesus say? It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his power. But... But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and all in the Atamut. They are talking about a physical kingdom. Then Jesus tells them, it's not for you to know. But, but is a conjunction used to um, join two clauses or sentences. When will you give us the kingdom of God? It has nothing to do with you shall receive power. When will you give us the kingdom of God? Say, but you shall receive power. When will you give me food? But when you buy a car. It's different things. When will you give us the kingdom of God? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So he's telling them that you are thinking about a physical kingdom. Like you and I, we are not different from those people. Uh, only when we wake up in the morning, I have to go to work. This boy left me. I have to show him this thing. I have to do it. You are thinking about a physical kingdom. 
But Jesus told them, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, and to the outermost part of the world. In other words, you are thinking about a physical kingdom. What you are actually supposed to think about is how you will be able to spread God's actual kingdom through the power and might of God. Hallelujah. And so, as believers, we must make sure that we overcome the thoughts of every day. I'm not saying don't think about your life. You should. You should live well. Because God wants us to. But you must come to a place where God's kingdom takes root in your heart. It becomes prime in your life. They are asking about a physical kingdom. Jesus told them that a physical kingdom is not as important as you understanding that you shall receive power to establish the kingdom of God. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses of the kingdom from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the world. That's why, as believers, God has called us to establish His kingdom. We have been called of God to expand His kingdom. When we expand it, He said, Thy kingdom come, that will be done. As it is in heaven, then you give us this day our deliverance. When you find God in His kingdom, all other things follows. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a lot, but it's okay. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. Matthew, Luke. 17, 20 to 21. Luke 17, verse 20 to 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. He's saying that the kingdom of God is within you. There was a time that Jesus was casting out a demon from the midst of a child. And the Pharisees were angry that Jesus was using Bozibo. And he told them that if I cast a kingdom divided among itself cannot stand. But if I cast this out by the hand of God, then the kingdom of God has come amongst you. What he was trying to tell them is that I, Jesus, I am the kingdom of God amongst you. When you receive me, have God's kingdom with you. And when you have God's kingdom with you, what you're supposed to do with God's kingdom is that you're supposed to establish it, live in it, and extend it. Hallelujah. Time would not permit me. Maybe another time I come here, I will continue about the kingdom. So, the kingdom of God must become part of your life. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is Christ revealed. Christ with you so that we will be able to take his gospel and his works to other people. The reason why God will make you a doctor is because when you get there, the gospel must be preached and the kingdom must be revealed so that people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. The reason why God will make you become whoever you become, that business owner, that rich person, wherever you find yourself, the reason why you find yourself there is so that when you get there, people who don't know Christ will get to know Christ. And then they will receive the kingdom of God into them and their lives will be turned around for good. Hallelujah. Because in the beginning God gave dominion to man. Man lost it. When Christ came, he restored it. 
And as he restored it, he gave it unto us that we should establish God's kingdom even as we are on this earth. So Bible says that we are on this earth. We are on this earth, but we are not of this earth. So our our lives is not about what we see, it's about what the kingdom of God says. It doesn't matter your situation, whether you are sick, things are not going well. What does God's kingdom say? You see, in a kingdom, there are certain things that rule there. There's a constitution. In our kingdom, there's God's word as our constitution. There are rules. There are certain things that goes on. There's a ruler, which is the king of kings, which is our king. So, in our kingdom, we function differently. Our results are different. Our life is peculiar. When things are not going on well, Bible makes us understand that we can create things with our words. Because Bible says, for where the word of a king is, there is power. So, when things are not going on in your life, you are a king in God's kingdom. You must speak to that thing. Someone is harassing you. You are a king. How can you be offended that someone is harassing you? Whilst in your words, Bible said in the book of Psalm 8 verse 2, it said, in the mouth of babes and sucklings, are that ordained power to shut the mouth of the accuser. How can you be saying that, oh my family, which is against me? Whilst Bible says, he who is sitting in the heavens shall laugh. Bible makes us understand that we are sitting with Christ in heavenly places. Because you are a king. You rule on this earth from the heavenly realm on this earth. Your life is different. Your result is different. You must know that when you go to a place and things are tough, because you are not of this earth, God will make sure that you overcome the system for this world. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray for God the Father. Whatever plan you've given me in your kingdom, let it be established in my life. In the name of Jesus. 